0: You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American History podcast. Each week, I read a story from American History to my friend...
1: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about.
0: Wait, that was the best that I had done it in months, and then you... I bailed. Fuck. When are we going to get it right? I got it right.
1: Yeah, finally. Nice of you to join me. In the right party. We could do a dollop about how many times you've messed up the intro.
0: The... Endless sabotage of this podcast by you has been noted by many people. God, do you want to little here to do? I'll do one bubble. Uh, people say this is funny? Not Gary Gara. It's Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You <laughs> are Queen Fakey of made Uptown.
1: All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. <laughs> a bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. I no. Nicely
0: done, my friend. No.
1: No.
0: Uh, so we want to thank all of our subscribers at Patreon. This podcast is brought to you by our subscribers at Patreon. We thank you; it helps a lot. Patreon, thanks. Okay, yeah, that was good.
1: Patreon, <sighs> give us, give us the fucking money. Okay, no, oh, it's weird. Patreon. Do you want us to live on beans near a hobo fire? Well...
0: Patreon. I think some of them would, just for the stories alone.
1: Well, look, I've been there, and I don't want to go back.
0: I don't think that's true. I don't think you ever lived near a barrel.
1: You don't think I've ever eaten beans near a hobo fire? Sir. I gotta go. Sir, do you have any idea who you're talking about? I got to go. and about?
0: 1834. Ooh. Henrietta... Howland Robinson was born in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Okay. It was just before the Victorian age, and Henrietta's era. really dropped off as a name. It super has for a reason because it's so associated to Henry. Uh, and I just think it's super long, and uh, it'll you know, come back. It's a Pain in the ass ish I think. Jesus, I said it, and I very mean strong. It. I stand by it. I'm very strong st- feelings. All right, let's just move past the name. I agree. Victorian age was era of peace, prosperity, refined sensibilities, and Victorian mentality, which included sexual restraint, low tolerance of crime, and a strict code of conduct. Okay. Both, she was named, she was called Hetty. Hetty. So that's what we're going to call her. Okay. Hetty. Both Hetty's parents were from very well-established colonial families. Her great-grandfather had owned the country's biggest whaling fleet. Okay. Her father was all about making money and passed on some great advice to his daughter. Quote, My father told me never to give anyone anything and not even kindness.
1: That's smart advice. It's good advice. Uh, from a father to a child. I mean, if you want to make money... Look, the world's hell. Now get out there.
0: Hey, fuck everybody. Go get them! Come on, Kitty. True to his word, her father greatly increased the family's wealth. Hetty spent much of her time living with her aunt, Sylvia. She lived in Vermont but was sent to boarding school when she was young. She did not stay long and soon was by her father's side in New Bedford while he worked all day.
1: Learning how to be a, an emotionally normal person. And That's
0: exactly right.
1: Learn the empathy of others and the plight of work.
0: Right. When you're with someone who's in a job working with people, you everyone understands you have to get along with everybody and everyone's nice. It's like how
1: Hitler's son started the ASPCA.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Hetty. Oop! Sp- oh, I already did that. Um, after supper every night, Hetty would read the financial pages from the New York and Boston papers. So just classic teenage kids stuff.
1: Yeah, what kids do.
0: Hetty was very attractive, and when she was twenty, her father tried to present her to society so that a suitable man would turn her into a wife and a baby maker.
1: So she hadn't really seen society yet. Nope. It sort of caged her, getting her ready for the big prom. Mm,
0: that's how it works. Sure. Her dad bought her a wardrobe that would be worth in the tens of thousands today. But Hedy Hedy didn't care about such things, and she sold all the clothes, took the money, and invested it all in the stock market. Wow.
1: Take that, Paris Hilton.
0: She moved in with a cousin in New York and didn't spend any money just living off of her relative.
1: Okay. So she's hoarding?
0: (laughs) No, she's just... She's just not she's paying. a player. She's not paying. Yeah, okay. she's a player. Okay. Hetty's mother died when she was 25 years old. Her father was willed the entire estate of her mother. None of it went to Hetty. Hetty was upset about this and wanted to contest the will in court, but was concerned that if she lost, she wouldn't get anything when her father died. Okay. Meanwhile, her father, now a single man decided to make some big changes in his life. He sold all of his shares in the family whaling business and moved to New York City. There he joined a new shipping business, and then at the end of the Civil War, he sold all his shares in that business for $5 million. Okay. Which is a lot of fucking money. Right? He's cashing out, though. He's cashing out. Hetty went with her dad to New York. She was worried he would meet a woman, get remarried, and start another family, which would cut into her inheritance.
1: So she's she's learned a lot from her dad. She has learned a lot from her dad, yeah. hasn't
0: she? At the same time, her aunt Sylvia was talking about having Hetty having the will rewritten and leaving Hetty out of it. Okay. The current will left everything to Hetty. So aunt Sylvia, aunt Sylvia was going to give almost all of it to charity and friends. So Hetty raced back to New Bedford and made her aunt promise that she wouldn't ever change her will. When Aunt Sylvia died two years later, Hetty learned that she had changed her will, and Hetty got almost nothing—all
1: for charity.
0: Then her father died in the same year. Hetty got one million from him, so she's thirty-one years old and she's rich. Yeah, pretty fucking rich. But that's not enough for my Hetty. No, Hetty's gonna need more. Girl, Hetty needs more, man. Mm. Still, Hetty was a looker and smart, and a dude fell for her, and they became engaged. Okay.
1: What's not to fall for?
0: He was 45 years old. Whoa. Named, Yeah, he's a little bit older. Yeah. 12 years. Uh, named Edward Green. Uh, he was pleasant, well-liked businessman from, from Vermont. Edward had made his money in the Philadelphia silk trade. There.
1: So she's not necessarily marrying for personality, maybe.
0: It doesn't sound like it. Right. But well, also, the Philadelphia silk trade was awesome.
1: Yo, I've always said that. I think one of my favorite silk trades.
0: Well, yeah, of all well, the silk trades, yeah, I it's Philadelphia, up there, Philadelphia, and then Des Moines. Des Moines is great. They married in eighteen sixty-seven, but Hetty made sure they signed prenuptials first, and she I can't made... believe they had
1: prenuptials back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, no, everyone's always been awful. That's insane. She even made him renounce all rights to her money before the wedding. Wow. So not only did they sign a prenuptial, but she was like, you can say it they've,
1: out loud. They've each written financial vows.
0: I promise not to take any of your money. Okay. So they kept their fortunes separate, right? Okay. But still, she was pissed about being cut out of Aunt Sylvia's will, and she challenged it in court. She S- wanted it all. We
1: called to the stand, Aunt Sylvie. <laughs> Put your hand on the... <laughs> This is not going to be... Uh, Sylvie... Um, Sylvie, can we ask you a question about the will and your intent? But Does anyone speak dead? Sylvie? Sylvie? What are you trying to say, Sylvie? Okay, I think we might need to take at least a
0: recess. The court rejected... Teddy's challenge, so she sued. She just
1: doesn't take no
0: in in court. This time, she revealed an earlier will that made her case. Okay, but that will turned out to be a forgery.
1: Even if it wasn't, what is that? I mean, it's just like it's you shitty. see. She used to think differently than she did at the
0: end. That's right. It doesn't make it a lot to change your mind. Yeah. No, you're right. You are. She used to think differently, and this is fake. Also, yes. The case was widely publicized all over the country, and Hetty's ugly public reputation began. Then the shit hit the fan over the will forgery. Her cousins tried to have her indicted for it, so the Greens bailed and went to London to avoid prosecution. They were coming together there, Hetty gave birth to a son, Edward Howland Robinson Green, who would be nicknamed Ned. For whatever reason. Also, no, it has to be a prick. How do you get Ned out of that? <laughs> Edward yeah, Howland Robinson Green. We're AKA Ned. 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 <laughs> Is Ned short for Edward? Ned's short
1: for all those names.
0: Three years later, she had a daughter, Hetty Sylvia Ann Howland, Robinson Green.
1: Ruth, for short.
0: <laughs> the Greens uh lived very well while they were in London, but only spent his money. Smart. Then in 1875, when they believed the statute of limitations had run out on the will-forging charges, they returned to Bellow Falls. In Vermont, Hetty started to get dirty. Dirty Hetty? Actually dirty. Filthy? She had dirty hands and fingernails and hardly ever cleaned her clothes.
1: Hetty's taking a turn.
0: (laughs) Did you not expect this?
1: What, that she would become a a pig woman? No. (laughs) Did not see this coming. Hetty just grew up, grew to love slop. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you.
0: She would keep wearing, oh wait, uh, and she hardly ever cleaned her clothes. She would keep wearing them even after they started to fall apart. And even with all her wealth, her kids went to school in rags. Secondhand clothing and worse. In the winter, she lined her son's jacket and shoes with paper. <laughs>
1: Uh, aren't you supposed to burn it for warmth? I mean... (laughs) Here you go, just because it's really cold today.
0: I only have millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put the newspaper in you. Uh,
0: At this point, uh, her income was in the mid-six figures. Okay. Which was huge for the time.
1: Yeah, but still. I mean, a lot of that's going to paper for the
0: suits. That's right. But she still fought with everyone over money.
1: She kind of sounds annoying.
0: <laughs> she began to fight with her husband and in-laws, as well as her servants and neighborhood shopkeepers. So everyone, she haggled for everything she bought or for services performed. Oh God! The shopkeepers in New Bedford hated her because her filthy hands would touch their goods and ruin them. She like pick up the. Why isn't she and, washing her hands? Because she's a fucking monster. I don't know. Because she just wants to be dirty. Well, water costs money. But your clothes, I mean,
1: okay.
0: When her son Ned was nine, he injured himself while sledding.
1: Little paper will fix that cut.
0: Hetty did not want him ta- to take him to a regular doctor because it would cost so much money. Of course not. So she took him to a free clinic for the poor. Perfect. Her biography said she was then recognized and forced to pay. Oh my
1: God, no, I'm not her. Nope. Look at me, my clothes are falling off.
0: But the leg was not well taken care of. She tried other doctors and home remedies, but the leg did not heal well. This meant Ned grew up with a limp, which got worse over time until finally the leg became gangrenous when he was a teenager and had to be cut off. Oh,
1: fuck. Hetty.
0: Ned used a cork prosthesis for the rest of his life. Cork? Yeah. I guess they made him out of cork back then. <laughs> Man. It's a little bouncy, right?
1: It's a little... All of it is a little strange. Cork, it just feels... Yeah, it feels bouncy Yeah. as far as swimming is Better impossible. Better than just, like,
0: wood, I would think.
1: Better than wood? Yeah, just I like think it, less stable than wood. Well, the
0: wood would be heavy. Yeah, I feel
1: like I could kick a cork leg in half.
0: Well, okay, so he's not... He's probably not doing kickboxing and stuff. He's probably just walking around. No, I'm going to do it. I'm a guy who hates him. So you're just going to walk up and kick a guy with one leg. Hey,
1: Ned, how's that... Oh! boom right through it
0: you sound like the worst person in this story let's dollop about me my hypothetical meme this time hetty was fucking rolling in the cash she would hop on a train to new york city and play the stocks the men of wall street could not believe what they were seeing as this filthy rag covered woman took large positions on the unregulated stock market no woman had ever operated on the stock market before and certainly not a filthy dirty one (laughs)
1: She sounds like the weird park lady from Home Alone
0: 2. She made very conservative investments, had substantial cash reserves to back up any movement, and she had a very cool head during turmoil. She bought railroad stock and kept making money. Okay. In 1885, the financial house, John J. Sisko and son collapsed. Hetty Green was the largest investor, and it was revealed, unbeknownst to her, that her husband Edward had been the firm's greatest debtor.
1: Oh, f- oh boy,
0: she's putting all her money in, and her husband was taking it all out. Oh boy. <laughs> oh Hetty. It turns out the firm had used her wealth as the reason they gave Edward his loans. So he, he's like, yeah, prenup. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Upset by this turn of events, Hetty withdrew her securities and deposited them in another bank. Edward had lost almost all of his fortune. But Hetty would not help on them all, and she would not pitch in to pay pay for the household needs. (laughs) Edward moved out. She then took her two kids and moved to New York City. By now, she was less into stocks and a lot more into buying mortgages. She seemed to really enjoy buying mortgages on churches and foreclosing when they couldn't make the payments. Wow, she said, really, just a a sweetheart. America's sweetheart? (laughs) It's not much different than what goes on now. She's Trumpy. She's way ahead of her time. She's a little Trumpy. She was also now lending money to bankers and brokerage houses. And she didn't like paying taxes. Hey, welcome aboard. Which meant the tax collectors were always after. In her mind, there was no reason to give the government any of the money she had made. I'm listening. I'm
1: still here, aren't I, Hetty?
0: Uh, she put her dog's name on the front of her apartment so tax collectors would not realize she was living there.
1: I told you, so this is where Mr. Sparks lives. <laughs> sparky.
0: Sparky. It's sparky Green. This is where Sparky Green lives. Um, she rented rooms in Hoboken, New Jersey, across the river from New York City, which protected her from New York tax collectors. For years, she lived with her kids in flats on the other side of the river. The flats had no cold water, I which didn't realize I, that was an option. But she wasn't washing herself, so. Why would no she? cold water? No, sorry, no hot water. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, so she's not bathing. So no,
1: yeah, matter. so that's fine.
0: She also did not turn on the heat or right. rented places without heat. Okay. It's just cool And
1: Well, New to be fair, you, I mean, you've already got paper in your shirt. That's true. So you'll be fine.
0: Her rent was never more than $22 a month. So she's Okay
1: conservative financially what do you want come on
0: but she went still went to work every day on wall street she ate mostly pies that cost 15 cents each all
1: right so what is happening to this woman (laughs) she's only eating pies yeah it's like the dream of a (laughs) seven-year-old
0: no i think like meat pies like a like a
1: oh she's eating like like shepherds oh yeah the smell no bathing on a diet of meat pies. Oh God! The gas. A lot of heard. lot of traveling. It sounds like too. Mm.
0: The New York Press started following her wherever she went, and they gave her the nickname "the Witch of Wall Street." Oh God! Because of her look and her horrific smell.
1: You know, the New York Post has done it again.
0: In uh oh. Wait, so she did most of her business at the offices of the Seaboard National Bank, surrounded by trunks and suitcases packed with papers. She didn't want to rent her own office because she didn't want to pay for it. So what's her deal? She just...
1: <laughs> she just wants... I mean, she just is. She just wants as much money as possible. Yeah, she doesn't like, want to spend?
0: She doesn't want to spend anything.
1: She sounds, it reminds me a little bit of my mother, like, who is... It really does. Like the spending part. Yeah. Like my mother would never turn on the heat as a kid. And one time my mother, walking down the street, found a bag with a fresh head of lettuce in it and, nope. and took it home. And nope. I made her throw it out. Yeah. I can't. She also found a spoon on the ground once on the nope. streets and took it home I'm and washed
0: sorry. it. No, nope, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> so I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> She's, she sounds thrifty. Eddie Reynolds. Eddie Reynolds. In the 1880s, she became a hassled name across the country as Hetty became synonymous for miser. Really? Okay. (laughs) Sure. In the summertime, she smelled so bad. That's fun
1: when you're getting like, you're like, what are they saying? (laughs) Hetty. Why? Oh, uh, nothing, Hetty. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up.
0: Uh, In the summertime, she smelled so bad that people working in the same bank office where she rented her desk Or didn't rent but had Would do everything they could to stay as far away from her as possible Her long black dresses were decades out of style And they weren't even black anymore They had turned a shade of green And were ragged from wear and filth Her fingernails were covered in crusty dirt She had a hernia but didn't want to pay for it
1: Dave enough I'm turned on Knock it off (laughs) She's got it all! And a
0: hernia? Sweet bastard! She had a hernia, but didn't want to pay for a doctor, so she just walked around in pain for 20 years. I'm sure
1: she was really cool about it, though.
0: The cost of the surgery was just $150, and even though she was horrified by the cost, she finally went ahead and had it done after 20 years. Then she stiffed the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) What? Shit! She's probably got a hernia from carrying all that filth around. But Hetty liked the fame that came from the press. It's not, but doesn't she understand? It's like tanning mom fame. I don't think she it's cares. like octo mom fame. "Quote: My life is written for me down in Wall Street by people who do not care to know one iota about the real Hetty Green." I am in earnest. Therefore, they picture me as heartless. I go my own way. I take no partner. Risk nobody else's fortune. Therefore, I am Madame Ishmael, set against every man. Well, she she has a point, but it's also why do you have to smell like shit? Right. There's no reason you have to walk around with dirty, no, nobody's dirty not hands. saying
1: you're like aloof and a loner. You are those
0: things. No, this isn't misogyny. This is no. You stink. stink. You, you stink. Smell bad. Your hands are brown from
1: filth. Nobody knows that when a dress gets so dirty, it turns green.
0: That's a bad thing. I mean, that's... Who knew? Uh, she was also known to be the richest woman in America. And that's probably it's the just... reason so many called her a witch. Yeah. Although the same men came running to Hetty for help when they needed money. Hey, Hetty. She kept anywhere from 20 to $40 million in cash, always ready to be given out as loans. Where? Well, in a bank or whatever.
1: Oh, but she had it like on the ready? Not in
0: like a suitcase. But yeah, she where if you wanted cash, she would go grab it for you. And that would be, uh, that's about a half a billion in today's money. <sighs> so she's just rolling with half a billion in an account. And she smells like a horse's ass. And she smells like somebody put a baby diaper inside of a baby diaper inside oh, of a van. Oh, this is Inception of yeah, this is a Toddler poop. Oh, gotcha. This is diaper inception. Um The city of New York had to ask her for loans on several occasions to stay solvent. I mean, she smells. In 1907, there was a panic, a bank panic, and she wrote a $1 million check to save the banks. She made sure her kids lived the same thrifty lifestyle. I'm sure they were happy. Though she spent money when she wanted her daughter Sylvia to find a man, okay. Sylvia lived with Hetty until she was in her mid thirties. So nothing weird. Not weird, but nothing like, weird. If your mom smells, it is weird. Your mom, like the whole, my it is bad, weird. The whole apartment stunk. It is weird. You move out. Yeah, in your mid thirties, or you move out in your twenties. Yes, and especially in this time too. Your mid thirties yeah. is not your mid thirties. No, now she's over. Now she's done. At that point, right? Yeah, so like mid th- at that age. Now she's like,
1: let's find you a husband. Here, let Mama fix you up nice. Let me just put a little shit on your eyes. There you go. That looks nice. All right, I'm just gonna rub some of this sewage right on your neck there. Now rub your rub your wrist together with some of that poo. There you go. Mm. I'm so proud.
0: You're going to make
1: some man very stinky someday
0: She booked several rooms at the Plaza Hotel To throw Sylvia a dinner Eventually, Sylvia did find a husband Matthew Oster Wilkes Who was 25 years older Well, okay So he's, she's 35 And he's going to die in about a year and a half (laughs) So he's 60 Perfect But Hetty was okay with it and paid for an actual wedding in Morristown, New Jersey. Now, when Ned was old enough, he was sent to Fordham University to get a law degree. When he had gotten that, she sent him to Chicago to manage her real estate in Illinois. She paid him a very low amount, so Ned had to live in cheap apartments. But when he finally proved his worth in Chicago, Hetty sent him to Texas to watch over the Texas Midland Railroad, which she had purchased. Ned turned the railroad around. After children moved out, Hetty kept moving from apartment to apartment, trying to avoid establishing a permanent residence Jesus to avoid Christ. tax collectors. <laughs> At
1: what age do you say uncle?
0: <laughs> Ned, meanwhile, really spread his wings in Texas. There he was more independent and had more control over the money, which he had no problem spending. Ned was living the good life.
1: Good for Ned.
0: He became active in Texas politics and was made... Quote, a colonel of the staff of a Democratic governor of Texas
1: uh, Sounds like an easy position to tell people
0: He would be called the colonel for the rest of his life
1: Hey, listen, you're working on the um, railroad You're making some scratch, you're spending it And you're called the colonel for the rest of your life? Right? Yeah And you were raised in a shitbox by a crazy witch lady? Right, yeah, dirt hands? You're doing fine
0: uh, And he brought a lady with him that he had met in Chicago Mabel Harlow she was a prostitute who he'd lost his virginity to.
1: Look, you they they say that love is in crazy places, Dave, uh-huh. and you don't know. I mean, yep. It's is it strange? Is that your question to me? Is <laughs> it str- <laughs> Sure, it's a little strange.
0: It is. Okay. It's a little
1: strange that I was you, you go to a whore to lose your V, and yeah. then you become that guy. I was like, oh, boy. I don't know. I really <laughs> think she likes me. She really likes I me. I think she really does like she me. She let me put it in her. Oh, boy. Felt so gooey. <laughs> gooey? Don't say gooey again. Felt gooey in there. I think I love her. I think I'm going to marry her. Oh, God. Can you All imagine right. proposing to a... Pr- like? I he mean, probably went back there and she was like, do you mind if you just do it in the butt? Because I actually... And he's <laughs> like, n- n- my love, my love, my love, my love. I love you. Let me stop you right there, my love. Hold up, Hold up on the butt. There'll be no need for any insertion, for today I am here on the matter of love.
0: So he brought her to Texas and live with her in hotel suites. They went into business together. She brought in the girls, and Ned brought in the customers.
1: Oh, wow. So he just...
0: If yeah. it's all about making money... It is. What, all he, to, to them, it doesn't matter how you make the money. No. Right? Is he bathing? I don't know, but I think he is.
1: Yeah. It feels like we'd know if he wasn't. Yeah. And that doesn't feel like a genetic thing.
0: No, it doesn't. It's clearly some sort of... It feels thing. earned. It's, <laughs> it's very earned. Hetty didn't worry as much that Ned was with a prostitute as much as she did that Mabel might try to marry Ned to get her hands on the family's money.
1: Heart's in the right place again.
0: So Hetty made Ned promise that he would not marry Mabel. Okay. But Mabel wasn't going anywhere. She was with Ned for the rest of his life. Hetty was no longer concerned because of the promise Ned had made. While this was all going on, he became smarter and smarter about the family's business he became quite skilled at protecting their assets. So Hetty realized this and brought Ned back to New York so he could oversee the finances, and she let him continue his extravagant lifestyle. Okay. Ned lived in fancy hotels for a while, then bought a, two townhouses on Central Park Avenue. He lived there with Mabel and gave himself the nickname, or, and then continued to call himself the nickname The Colonel. As he should.
1: When you have a winner.
0: You got yeah. Hetty continued to work until she was in her mid-70s. She suffered a lot of strokes and ended up in a wheelchair. She also became paranoid. Thinking I heard
1: that she actually didn't want a wheelchair, though. She just wanted a unicycle they would tape her to.
0: That, well, she did, yeah. She just got two wheels and a, a bucket.
1: Yeah, she got two wheels and a bucket and a mop, and she just scooted around town.
0: Uh, she also became paranoid, thinking she, she would be kidnapped. Which was the
1: rage at the time. uh, Well, okay. But not old ladies. Yeah, I'm going to say the kidnappers after like day two would be like, please get in the bath. Get in the goddamn bath. Oh, fuck. Don't you touch me with those fingers.
0: Uh, She was always making detours to avoid kidnappers. Okay. When she was 77, she came down with pneumonia. The witch is near death, the headline screamed. But she wasn't dead yet. She made a comeback. But after the illness, she moved into Ned's townhouse. He made her pay rent for the time she was there.
1: Well, it's payback time.
0: Right? Yeah. He'd just sit there and tap his cork leg. Yeah. Where's my uh, rent money? And then she'd be like, oh, let me go get it. And then uh, she's gone. Yeah. God damn it. Did she jump? Uh, but she was very, very clearly weakened from the battle with pneumonia. Hetty died on July 3rd, 1916 at the age of 81 in Ned's townhouse. The Guinness Book of World Records said she died of apoplexy after arguing with a maid over the virtues of skim milk.
1: Well, look, I mean, that, obviously that's an important argument to get to the bottom of.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that's what the Guinness Book skim of
1: World Records Skim is the best. You don't like skim milk? What are you, out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. skim is the best milk.
0: <sighs> Her estate was worth... 200 million dollars. Then, yeah, what to compare when JP Morgan died three years earlier, his estate was worth 80 million. Holy shit! In today's dollars, Hedy Green would have been worth 4.4 billion. You
1: realize in today's world, she would probably be running for president and doing pretty well.
0: people would be like, I loved her. She was great. I'm not showering no more. You can grow plants in her hands.
1: (laughs) Oh, these radishes are coming up lovely.
0: She had spent almost nothing her entire life, not on herself, not on her children. After she died, Ned was finally able to marry Mabel. Though he did not make her sign a prenup, although uh, he did make her sign a pre-up that would give her 1500 a month if they separated, which okay. is a lot of money. Yeah. And Ned was not his mom. He liked to spend. Ned bought huge estates in Florida, New York, and Massachusetts, and he took care of a small group of private secretaries who were all teenage girls. Nope. You're, you're not moving on yet. <laughs> <laughs> private secretaries.
1: Private secretaries. Very private. Come on.
0: They were each mean? given a $100,000 trust fund uh, and sent to school at Wellesley. But they would come and spend their weekends with Ned and Mabel in their Mans- Manson in Massachusetts. Taking notes? It's kind of fuck harem. It is a fuck harem. It's a fuck harem. Okay. Hetty's daughter... So you just
1: got to call it private secretaries. That's right. Okay.
0: Hetty's daughter, Sylvia Green, lived in New York. Her husband died in 1926, and she moved into an apartment on Fifth Avenue. She used the upper floors to store all of her extra furniture. Jesus. Sylvia was a recluse. Neither Sylvia or the colonel were affected much by the Great Depression. They still followed Hetty's conserved approach, and it worked wonders. The colonel finally died in 1937, and Sylvia inherited almost all of his estate. Okay. She lived the life of a solitary weirdo until she died in 1951. Her estate at that point was worth an estimated $200 million. Sylvia just gave it away. It was given to schools and hospitals and charities, exactly what her mother would have never wanted.
1: And they're all buried in shoeboxes in Arlington, yeah, right? Yeah, they're all buried in
0: shoeboxes in Arlington,
1: So they're just, so she was just the cheapest, filthiest woman of all
0: time. So that's the first female financial wizard in American history. Well, she sounds good.
1: It sounds, it sounds, if you're like a man in that day and age, and you're like against women doing well or having money, you're like, see what happens? It's perfect. They stop
0: showering and fucking. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I told you. That's what happened to women who care about money. They turned into dirt carriers, and they they smell like mold. Look, she's a walking plot of farm. Nice green dress. <laughs> you stinky you witch! Fucking monster!
1: <laughs> uh, well, look. It sounds like like I don't. You know, it's like they say: with with money comes stink. <laughs> Do they say that? They did. Maybe I'm thinking of something else.
0: I would love to see some Wall Street female Wall Street stock broker with just filthy, dirty hands. Oh, just walking in, pillows. like
1: well, she well, she walks in. It's like like plumes of smoke are coming off of her like dirt dress. Yeah, it's
0: like pig Pan from peanuts. Totally,
1: totally, yeah. She, they're like wow, she actually has stink marks. She's got like three flies that she's like. I tell these flies everything. <laughs> these are my flies. These flies are my financial advisors. Like they're my financial advisors. I got it. Yeah, they're the financial advisors. All right. Dave, think <sighs> about it. Because if you put a L in we, finance, yeah, we, it's financial. Right, and s- that's what those flies were doing to her. Yeah, we. we I s- think s- this could go on longer. You're ready to be done, but I feel like if people are yeah. listening, they're probably like, "Yeah, let's." Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. canberra november 17th brisbane november 18th and then i will be in uh sydney on november 24th go to gareth for tickets Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson